Shalom Aleichem Rabotai, Kalman Akiva Kovacs, continuing the Mishnah Yomit in the second parak of Kilayim at the fifth Mishnah. Yesterday we discussed what to do if he wants to change his field. He planted his field with wheat, he wants to change with barley, or with uh, he wants to change to grapevines, what the process is to make sure you're removing the first plant before you start planting something new. Sur Marava Oisetov. Mishnah Hay has a bit of a wrinkle on this. Haita Sadehu Zerua Kanbus. There's a different Girsa Karbus. Oluf. Lo Yehe Zorea Uva Al Gabehem. Sheinam Osimela Shalar Shanim. So if his field was planted with uh, Kanbus, is the Girsa we have here. There's another Girsa Karbus. Karbus is based on the Rambam. Kanbus is in the Bartanura, another Mafarshim. Or luf. Now, kanbus is the hemp plant, and it was used commonly in ancient times because it had very strong fibers. It was good for making rope or baskets or shoes. It was very tough. There are mentions in historians of the ancient Romans and uh, Egyptians using it medicinally by preparing some sort of ointments for joint inflammation. So it turns out that this CBD oil business uh, that they're selling is is not new. It's uh, been around for a long time. Carbus. Uh, is a caraway, and loof is some sort of onion-related species. And the common element here is these seeds last a long time in the ground. They don't just all sprout all at once. So the Mishnah says, Lo You can't just turn them over and plant on top like we did yesterday, talking about the wheat seeds, once they had sprouted, once they'd gotten matzlia, which could have been they started to get rotten or they got wormy in the sense they got little root hairs. You could just turn over the soil and you're turning over all these uh, very tiny, just sprouted wheat plants, and that will destroy the wheat plants. You could plant something else on top. That doesn't work here by the Kabbas and the Luf. Because some of them don't even sprout for three years. So if it's seeded with these plants, they're very these seeds are very long-lasting, very hardy. And some of the plants might come up right away, but other ones aren't going to be matzli. They're not going to start germinating and rooting and sprouting for even up to three years. You can't really be sure you've gotten rid of it just by simply turning the soil over and planting on top. You'd have to dig deeper to actually get rid of these plants. So they are much longer lasting than your regular uh, vines or grains. You had crop, you had your wheat in your field, and what sprouted next to it was stems of isatis. Now, isitis is sort of a weed. It's something you don't want there. And also in a place of a threshing floor. The threshing floor was a flat, smooth area that was cleared out from plants. They didn't want plants there, so they could use it to stack their dry crop there, dry things out. And, of course, that's where they separated truma. The kohanim would come to the, the gorin, the threshing floor, and that's where they would receive the truma. So they didn't want anything growing there. They wanted a nice, flat, open area that any sort of any number of plants started growing on the threshing floor, and also by fenugreek, and within the fenugreek, some uh, vegetables or some other plants started to grow. You don't have to weed these things out. The common, the common element in these three scenarios is they're weeds. He doesn't want them here. So somebody walking by your wheat field who sees isotis growing there, he won't suspect you of having kilayim bichlal because isotis is a weed and it takes away from your wheat crop. So you're gonna you're gonna obviously want to weed it for just for pro- productivity reasons, for efficiency. You're not gonna want to leave it there, 
but no one's going to be suspecting you of raising key lime if they see weeds there. Same with the threshing floor, you want it flat and open and clear of vegetation. So if a bunch of different species sprout there, it's not a problem of key lime. You're going to want to cut them down so you can use your threshing floor properly and separate your true modes and mysook. And so too, by the, uh, the weeds growing by the tilt on the fenugreek, it's a very valuable crop. You don't want weeds there. Imnikish, if you start to hoe out the invading species, okisuch, or you're uh, cutting down some of these other plants, omrimlo. So we tell him, akor et akol chutzmiminechad. Go ahead and take them all out, uproot everything except for the primary species, the weeds, for example, that you really want there. Because once you start getting rid of some of this isotis or some of these weeds, if you le- if you get rid of some and you leave some, then it looks a little bit like mikayim kilaim. Obviously, as a weed, you don't want it. But if you get rid of half of the weeds and you leave the other half, it kind of looks like somebody's being Mekayim, another species. So once you start getting rid of it, get rid of all of it. And this is a Yesod. If you're getting rid of a bad habit, getting rid of a a damaging character trait, don't just get rid of half of it. Go go full bore, get all of it. Try to uproot all of the problems. Get get rid of everything. Once, Once you start getting rid of it, you've realized it's a problem. So really do your best to eliminate the problem. Mishnah Vav continues, He wants to make his field strips and strips, kind of rows of different things, of various species. So if he has a square field, and now he wants to make it into rectangles, into various furrows, lines of different crops, how do you space these crops? You need three rows of the patiach. Now, a, a petach is an opening. Tzlamim shel patiach is when they first break the ground. When the ground is very hard, it hasn't been used over the winter, or something like this. They would first break the ground with wide strips when they were plowing it. So then later they could go back and plow it a little, a little more finely and plant in it. So these ground-breaking furrows are big. They're, they're well-spaced. And three of them comes out to two amos, according to the Farshim. So it's a two amos gap in between your rows of different species. Beit Hillel Omrim, Meloha Ol HaSharoni. It's actually the width of the ol, the yoke on the ox of the Sharoni. The Sharoni ox, the, the oxen in Sharon were very large. It's a large open area in the uh, in the south of the country, famous for large oxen. So these large oxen had a large, large yoke as well. And it's close, the words of Shammai, to be like Hillel. They say Hillel is a little more makel. The yoke of the Shroni ox is a little less wide than the two amots, which is the, the measurement of these three tlamim shalpatiach, these three groundbreaking furrows. But they got close. But the point is you want to have a recognizable gap between different rows of different species in the same field so they're not going to get mixed up and people aren't going to look at it and see that it looks like kilaim. Shkoyach rabosai.